chapters nine and ten of sevastopol by leo tolstoy this librivox recording is in the public domain chapters nine and ten of part three sevastopol in august eighteen fifty five volodya was not precisely out of sorts when nearly at nightfall they reached the great bridge over the bay but he felt a certain heaviness at his heart all that he had heard and seen was so little in consonance with the impressions which had recently passed away the huge light examination hall with its polished floor the kind and merry voices and laughter of his comrades the new uniform his beloved czar whom he had been accustomed to see for the last seven years and who when he took leave of them had called them his children with tears in his eyes and everything that he had seen so little resembled his very beautiful rainbow-hued magnificent dreams well here we are at last said the elder brother when they arrived at the mikhailovsky battery and dismounted from their cart if they let us pass the bridge we will go directly to the nikolaevsky barracks you stay there until morning and i will go to the regiment and find out where your battery is stationed and to-morrow i will come for you but why it would be better if we both went together said volodya i will go to the bastion with you it won't make any difference i shall have to get used to it if you go then i can too uh, better not go no if you please i do know at least that my advice is not to go but if you choose the sky was clear and dark the stars and the fires of the bombs in incessant movement and discharges were gleaming brilliantly through the gloom the large white building of the battery and the beginning of the bridge stood out in the darkness literally every second several discharges of artillery and explosions following each other in quick succession or occurring simultaneously shook the air with increasing thunder and distinctness through this roar and as though repeating it the melancholy dash of the waves was audible a faint breeze was drawing in from the sea and the air was heavy with moisture the brothers stepped upon the bridge a soldier struck his gun awkwardly against his arm and shouted who goes there a soldier the orders are not to let any one pass what of that we have business we must pass ask the officer the officer who was drowsing as he sat on an anchor rose up and gave the order to let them pass you can go that way but not this where are you driving to all in a heap he cried to the transport wagons piled high with gabions which had clustered about the entrance as they descended to the first pontoon the brothers encountered soldiers who were coming thence and talking loudly if he has received his ammunition money then he has squared his accounts in full that's what it is ah brothers said another voice when you get over on the savanna you will see the world by heavens the air is entirely different you may say more said the first speaker a cursed shell flew in there the other day and it tore the legs off two sailors so that the brothers traversed the first pontoon while waiting for the wagon and halted on the second which was already flooded with water in parts the breeze which had seemed weak inland was very powerful here and came in gusts 
the bridge swayed to and fro and the waves beating noisily against the beams and tearing at the cables and anchors flooded the planks at the right the gloomily hostile sea roared and darkled as it lay separated by an interminable level black line from the starry horizon which was like grey in its gleam lights flashed afar on the enemy's fleet on the left towered the black masts of one of our vessels and the waves could be heard as they beat against her hull a steamer was visible as it moved noisily and swiftly from the Severnia. the flash of a bomb as it burst near it illuminated for a moment the lofty heaps of gabions on the deck two men who were standing on it and the white foam and the spurts of greenish waves as the steamer ploughed through them on the edge of the bridge with his legs dangling in the water sat a man in his shirt-sleeves who was repairing something connected with the bridge in front over sebastopol floated the same fires and the terrible sounds grew louder and louder a wave rolled in from the sea flowed over the right side of the bridge and wet volodya's feet two soldiers passed them dragging their feet through the water something suddenly burst with a crash and lighted up the bridge ahead of them the wagon driving over it and a man on horseback the splinters fell into the waves with a hiss and sent up the water in splashes oh mikhailo semyonovitch said the rider stopping reining in his horse in front of the elder kozeltov have you fully recovered already as you see whither is god taking you to the severnia for cartridges i am on my way to the adjutant of the regiment we expect an assault to-morrow at any hour and where is martzoff he lost a leg yesterday he was in the town asleep in his room perhaps you know it the regiment is in the fifth bastion isn't it yes it has taken the place of the m regiment go to the field hospital some of our men are there and they will show you the way well and are my quarters on the marskia still intact why my good fellow they were smashed to bits long ago by the bombs you will not recognize sevastopol now there's not a single woman there now nor any inns nor music the last establishment took its departure yesterday it has become horribly dismal there now farewell and the officer rode on his way at a trot all at once volodya became terribly frightened it seemed to him as though a cannon-ball or a splinter of bomb would fly in their direction and strike him directly on the head this damp darkness all these sounds especially the angry splashing of the waves seemed to be saying to him that he ought not to go any farther that nothing good awaited him yonder that he would never again set foot on the ground upon this side of the bay that he must turn about at once and flee somewhere or other as far as possible from this terrible haunt of death but perhaps it is too late now everything is settled thought he trembling partly at this thought and partly because the water had soaked through his boots and wet his feet volodya heaved a deep sigh and went a little apart from his brother lord will they kill me me in particular lord have mercy on me said he in a whisper and he crossed himself come volodya let us go on said the elder brother when their little cart had driven upon the bridge did you see that bomb 
on the bridge the brothers met wagons filled with the wounded with gabions and one loaded with furniture which was driven by a woman on the further side no one detained them clinging instinctively to the walls of the nikolaevsky battery the brothers listened in silence to the noise of the bombs exploding overhead and to the roar of the fragments showering down from above and came to that spot in the battery where the image was there they learned that the fifth light battery to which volodya had been assigned was stationed on the korabenya and they decided that he should go in spite of the danger and pass the night with the elder in the fifth bastion and that he should from there join his battery the next day they turned into the corridor stepping over the legs of the sleeping soldiers who were lying all along the walls of the battery and at last they arrived at the place where the wounded were attended to ten as they entered the first room surrounded with cots on which lay the wounded and permeated with that frightful and disgusting hospital odour they met two sisters of mercy who were coming to meet them one woman of fifty with black eyes and a stern expression of countenance was carrying bandages and lint and was giving strict orders to a young fellow an assistant surgeon who was following her the other a very pretty girl of twenty with a pale and delicate little fair face gazed in an amiable helpless way from beneath her white cap held her hands in the pockets of her apron as she walked beside the elder woman and seemed to be afraid to quit her side kozeltoff addressed to them the question whether they knew where martzoff was the man whose leg had been torn off on the day before he belonged to the p regiment did he not inquired the elder is he a relative of yours no a comrade show him the way said she in french to the young sister here this way and she approached a wounded man in company with the assistant come along what are you staring at said kozeltoff to volodya who with uplifted eyebrows and somewhat suffering expression of countenance could not tear himself away but continued to stare at the wounded come let us go volodya went off with his brother still continuing to gaze about him however and repeating unconsciously oh my god oh my god he has probably not been here long inquired the sister of kozeltoff pointing at volodya who groaning and sighing followed them through the corridor he has but just arrived the pretty little sister glanced at volodya and suddenly burst out crying my god my god when will there be an end to all this she said with the accents of despair they entered the officer's hut martzoff was lying on his back with his muscular arms bare to the elbow thrown over his head and with the expression on his yellow face of a man who is clenching his teeth in order to keep from shrieking with pain his whole leg in its stocking was thrust outside the coverlet and it could be seen how he was twitching his toes convulsively inside it well how goes it how do you feel asked the sister raising his bald head with her slender delicate fingers on one of which volodya noticed a gold ring and arranged his pillow here are some of your comrades come to inquire after you badly of course he answered angrily let me alone it's all right the toes in his stocking moved more rapidly than ever how do you do what is your name excuse me he said turning to kozeltoff 
ah yes i beg your pardon one forgets everything here he said when the latter had mentioned his name you and i live together he added without the slightest expression of pleasure glancing interrogatively at volodya this is my brother who has just arrived from petersburg to-day hm here i have finished my service he said with a frown ah how painful it is the best thing would be a speedy end he drew up his leg and covered his face with his hands continuing to move his toes with redoubled swiftness you must leave him said the sister in a whisper while the tears stood in her eyes he is in a very bad state the brothers had already decided on the north side to go to the fifth bastion but on emerging from the nikolaevsky battery they seemed to have come to a tacit understanding not to subject themselves to unnecessary danger and without discussing the subject they determined to go their way separately only how are you to find your way volodya said the elder however nikolaev will conduct you to the korabelnya and i will go my way alone and will be with you to-morrow nothing more was said at this last leave-taking between the brothers End of chapters nine and ten